Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Have you ever heard of parking lot coaching? Well, I hadn't either. I kind of made that up. I didn't know this was going to be a thing. I mean, I guess I should have thought about it. I help people who don't love their job anymore, but they don't really know what to do next. And so many clients will connect on Zoom while they're in their car, not driving. They're in their car either before work or on their lunch break. And it makes total sense. So if you're one of those people who sits in the car before you go into work and you're kind of dreading it, or I hope you're not, but maybe you're, you might even be crying in the car, then schedule a complimentary discovery call. Really, like it is time. It's time to do that, and we can do it before work, we can do it during lunch, and we'll figure out why you're stuck and then help create a plan to move you forward. What do you do when life slaps you upside the head with a total shock or a total disappointment, a big old roadblock? What do you do? How do you bounce back when all you want to do is lay in bed or just sometimes you just want to die? So that's what this episode is about. If you've been feeling really low or if you just want to listen because you know that it's going to come around again, it happens to all of us, or if you have a friend that you think could benefit from this episode, then keep listening. All right. This came to mind when I had a a client who started a new job months ago and thought it was going to be the perfect fit, and it wasn't. And so the huge disappointment that I saw her go through as she struggled to explain, you know, what was I thinking and is it me or is it the job or what happened? And then I also had another friend who went through this with a relationship. She found the quote unquote perfect guy, introduced him to her kids, spent, you know, two years with him, um, got to know his family. He got to know her family and then it just fizzled out. It just wasn't a good fit. And now she feels like she's wasted time. She feels disappointed and angry at herself. Like, why didn't I know that? Why why couldn't I see this like two years ago? Another friend got a divorce and, you know, he he has kids with this lady and he thought he was going to spend the rest of his life with her. And it came as a shock when she asked for a divorce. And now he struggles with anger and he he really is having a hard time forgiving her. 
So these are all examples of life didn't go as we expected. What do we do now? All right. The first thing I want you to do is just pause. If you're in this boat, number one is pause. I used to take yoga from a teacher who you, he would say pause a lot in class, but he was from uh, South America. So he would say it like pause. And it took me forever to realize he was, I thought he was saying house or something like that, but he was saying pause, but he'd go pause. So anyway, pause, P-A-U-S-E, stop. I want you to just pretend like you are in a cocoon. I use this analogy a lot because it's so perfect. So you're in this cocoon. You're no longer who you thought you were. The situation is no longer what you thought it was. And you are no longer what you're going to be. You're no longer, you're not at your new job yet. You're not in a new relationship yet. You're not the new version of you yet. Instead, you're this sort of broken, disappointed version of you. Um. If, the, if we use the cocoon analogy, you are no longer a caterpillar. You are not yet a butterfly either. You're at this liminal stage and it stinks. So the first thing, just pause and know that this is going to pass. But I know that makes people mad who are in this phase. So I'm not going to say that. This too shall pass. I hate that. So instead, I just want you to imagine you're in this cocoon and ask yourself what you feel. So first you validate your feelings. I feel wretched. I feel overwhelmed. I feel sadder than I've ever felt in my whole life. And then I want you to ask yourself what you need. For some people, it may be physical touch. They need a hug. They need a friend to come sit with them. For other people, it may be... um, you know, they just need to know that somebody cares. They need somebody to bring them uh, some supper or to bring them some flowers or something like that. Other people may need words. They need encouragement. That's I, I love encouragement. That's probably my love language. My husband would probably say his is quality time. So if he's had a horrible day, if I sit with him and just kind of listen, that's his. That's what seems to be what he needs. But ask, I mean, ask yourself, and if you have a friend going through this, ask them what they need. And then if you have a friend or loved one going through this, validate their feelings, ask them what they're feeling, and then don't try to give them like, oh yeah, I had another friend who went through that. Or yeah, I went through something similar a long time ago. Instead, just validate, yeah, I bet you do feel disappointed, or it makes sense that you feel deep sadness period. You don't have to like go any further than that. Um, The next step is get help. So it's so easy to be lonely in a situation like this and to close yourself off. I mean, I just used the analogy of the cocoon. There aren't two caterpillars inside one cocoon, but you are going to need some kind of help in this situation. So it might be a therapist. It might be your spouse. It might be a best friend, but you have got to reach out. I mean, this is not the time to, this is not the time to be super lonely because we get in our heads so much and you're going to have all this self-talk. Your inner critic is going to say, I told you so. I told you this was a bad idea. And all the different parts of you are going to start speaking up and, and just kind of blasting you. Or your sad parts are going to be just dragging you down in the dirt <laughs> because they think, oh, she's sad. She needs to, you know, kind of wallow in this. The next step is 
called turtle steps. So this is the smallest possible step you can do in this situation. So each day it'll vary, each hour it may vary. If all you can do is get up and go to the bathroom the first few days, that's okay. If you can eventually get up and go to the mailbox, that's okay. But each day, just ask yourself, what is, the, what is my turtle step for today? Do not get out your resume. Don't get on a dating app. Don't, uh, you know, don't, don't do these big things that you think you should do. Instead, ask yourself, ask your highest self, your inner self, whatever you want to call it. Get quiet and ask yourself what it is you need. The other thing is your energy. So when we're really sad like this, when we hit a roadblock, our energy is all bound up inside of us. Um, it is it is a ball of sadness or anger. In the case of my friend who got a divorce, you know, all this energy is inside you. And it's eventually got to come out. It may come out in the form of an illness if, if you don't find another way to get it out. So there are a few ways to do it. One is journaling. I was talking to a client about this this morning. She's going through a tough time. And, you know, I don't assign um, homework to clients without checking with them and asking them what they think would be helpful. Because it's not helpful if somebody tells you you should do something and you already feel overwhelmed. You're just going to feel worse. So in her case, she said, I think journaling would help. Journaling is one way to get all that energy and kind of brain dump it on paper. So it takes it out of your body and puts it on paper. Another thing you can do is cry. I had another cr client today who said she sometimes just needs to, <laughs> needs to cry. That's okay. That's how you get energy out. I've told y'all, I think I told you about my daughter. She loves to be tickled. Even when she is mad as a fire ant, she wants to be tickled. And when she was a little baby, she'd throw a tantrum and then lay there on the floor and hold her arms out with her armpits exposed. And she'd say, tick, 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 like tickle. And we would tickle her and her anger would just dissolve into these giggles that had us laughing, even if we, even if we were kind of mad at her. Um, so find a way. It may be laughter, maybe watching some stupid comedy just kind of gets the, gets that energy rolling out of you. Use this as, so, we, uh, all right, so we beat up on ourselves. We say, I should have known better. Why didn't I know this? Why didn't I see the signs? Um, we just beat up on ourselves. So instead, I want you to visualize, I've used this before with y'all, but visualize a manila file folder. Now, I want you to visualize that you have printed out a little label, torn the back off, and stuck it on this folder, and it says, good information. And now picture yourself opening this folder and filing away information good information. So when I was in PA school, I thought I wanted to do pediatrics. I loved kids and I thought that's got to be the most fun um, type of medicine to just work with kids and babies all day. Well, I did an inpatient rotation at Scottish Rite. That's the children's hospital or it used to be the children's hospital in Atlanta. And inpatient means you spend the night in the hospital in a little bedroom um, with a pager. 
and they wake your butt up all night to go take care of very sick babies that you don't have a clue how to take care of, really. You're just there to like write the notes and kind of report to the doctor in charge. So this was horrible. Not only do I not function at night, I didn't know this, but I do not function working night shift. And the other thing is I I really don't like taking care of sick babies. It makes me go into full fight or flight mode. I mean, I don't think I slept for six weeks. I lived off caffeine and cortisol, but did not beat myself up. Like my whole career is ruined. What am I going to do now? File it away under that little folder with good information. My um, friend who dated somebody for two years and then it was not a great fit. You know what? Good information. Maybe next time I'll hold off like introducing him to everybody. Maybe next time I'll hold off on social media when I meet a guy. You know, that's good information. So stop beating yourself up. File that away. Good information. As Maya Angelou says, and I repeat to my children all the time, when you know better, you do better. Period. All right, so let's see. What else did I want to tell y'all? Oh, this is, this, I love this um, analogy. So Oprah talks about tapestry a lot and the thread that runs through her life. And you, I, th- I guess if you've watched Oprah over the years, you know she was molested as a young kid. And she had a lot of stuff happen to her. And she sees it as this thread that has always been present in her life. It is you know, sometimes gold or silver, it's sometimes tattered and torn. And she says, you know, when you look at a tapestry, when you look at a fabric that's got a got threads woven through it, we're looking at the backside a lot of times. And it doesn't look pretty. It looks jumbled and tangled and not cohesive. You see all these loose threads. And then if you flip it over, that's when you can see the picture. That's when you can see how it created a design, a design unique to you. And I just love that. It's very, it gives me a sense of peace. So when things are really going wrong and I think that I've hit a dead end or I think I made a big mistake, I think about that piece of tapestry and how I'm only seeing the backside. But that thread is creating the most beautiful tapestry that I may not see for years, but one day it'll be a complete picture. Uh, let's see. Oh, another visual for y'all because I'm, I'm a very visual learner. Um, I want you to picture, and I, if you had a pen and paper and you wanted to do this, um, I want you to draw a box, rectangle, if you will. And I want you to write in here all the reasons that this is such a bad situation. You can just brain dump. Like, I will never find love again, or now I'm going to be broke, or... It will look bad on my resume. All the all the things. Just write it all out. And you can even, if you have extra space, you can even write um, why this makes you, you know, a bad person or a stupid person or a whatever. Just really blast it. Put all the negative stuff in here. All right. So now I want you to take your pencil or pen and faint, faintly, we're not going to take big black Sharpie marker, but faintly draw up and down lines across this rectangle. So we're making it look like a prison. So this is your prison. You've got all these thoughts, all these beliefs about this situation. 
And I want you to think about the prison guards. These are um, not real prison guards, but like a metaphor. So think of whose fault it is. And you may just blame yourself or you may have other prison guards. It may be the fault of your ex-boyfriend or your ex-wife. It may be the fault of somebody at this job. It may be the fault of who knows. Just write, write all this out off to the side. Now, I want you to visualize yourself. So see yourself in your mind's eye and then see you reaching into your pocket and you feel something hard and cold and you pull it out and it is a key. It is a key to this prison. And all along, you have had this key in your pocket and you did not realize it. I didn't make this up, y'all. This is like a, I don't know who made this up. But anyway, you have the key in your pocket. And just let that sit for a minute. I mean, all this stuff that is creating a prison around you, you're literally behind bars because you're so sad or so angry or so miserable. And I know this is so hard to hear, but you do have the key. And you may not be ready to move on yet. Did you know that two-thirds of prisoners will end up getting re-arrested? Is that the word, re-arrested? They'll end up getting arrested again. And who knows? I mean, there's probably all these reasons, but I think one of them is they're not ready to live on the outside yet. They're not ready to take the key out, unlock the door, and let go of all this stuff. That's okay. If you're like okay in your prison cell and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like getting out right now. I just need to sit and be in this space and I feel safer behind bars right now. I just don't want to leave. Tell yourself that is okay. That's like that first exercise we did. Like, what do you need? Right now, I need the safety of this cage that I've created. But eventually, you are going to want to take that key, unlock the door, and do some work to leave all those um, prison bars behind you, to leave the prison guards behind you. Yeah, and ask yourself, what do I think it'll mean if I'm if I let it go? What's my fear of letting go of all this? And for a lot of us, our fear of letting go is that we'll repeat the same mistake again. So we think if we keep wearing this uh, this baggage or these weights that remind us of how stupid we are or what a big mistake we made, we're worried that we'll make the same mistake again. But eventually you are going to get tired of carrying all this around and the time will come where the cost of being in this prison, carrying all this weight around is going to be so much that you embrace the fear of leaving the prison. And you may need help doing this. You may need a coach. You may need a therapist. You may need somebody who's walked through this before and can walk with you without judging you. Um, or giving you advice. All right, so if this resonates with you, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can DM me at Coach Hope Cook. You can send me an email. My private email is hope.cook at gmail.com. And I also wanted you to know that if you are going through this, it's, I just, my heart, my heart just swells for you because I know this is so hard. I have been there. Most of my listeners have been there. So you are not alone. 
thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.